0: You are listening to an Elam Christian Center podcast. We hope that you are inspired, encouraged, and empowered by the message you are about to hear. Go to Koto Church. Man, I'm just still waiting for my heart rate to come down after that little, little moment of insanity. I've got some serious questions. You all know a lot of secular songs. I'm just going to say, I've got a, a lot of questions. <laughs> i'm just playing that was a lot of fun uh feels good to be a winner too doesn't it amen <clears throat> but uh how about those all blacks eh what a comeback what a day uh, this is the father's day gift to every kiwi dad in new zealand They couldn't let us down. They were coming for us. So good to have you, church. And uh, man, we're looking full and packed today. Um, Just awesome to see. We are really in need of the uh, the the uh, going to be done. It's going to be done hopefully by the end of this month, and we'll put some chairs in there, and we're going to have an awesome time. It's going to be absolutely awesome, and lighting's going to get better and all that kind of stuff. We appreciate you trying to find your way to your seat in the dark. There's just, like, powers out everywhere. So, we are, it is what it is, we are what we are. And so, uh, welcome everyone who's here. Welcome all the guests who are hanging out with us today. Welcome Online Campus Church, can we put our hands together, Let's welcome the Online Campus one more time. And I wanna say a special a welcome to all the fathers who are here in the house today. Happy Father's Day to you, Church. Can we honor all the dads, all the fathers in the house? I do want to say that from the outset today, for the record, men, we need you. Fathers, we need you. Your kids need you. Your families need you. The person next to you needs you. uh, You are important. Men, there is a unique call of God upon your life. Fathers, you are valuable. Fathers, you are significant. Men, there is a call of God and a unique design and purpose in the body of Christ that only you can fulfill. So men, be men. Fathers be fathers. About uh, Father's Day last year, my family got bought for me a bug assault gun. Have You guys heard of these things? Bug assault gun. It's a toy, it's a toy, before all the people get crazy, Pastor Steve owns a gun. No, no I don't. It's, it's, a, it's a toy gun that is, you, you fill with salt, table salt, and you use it like a gun, but you shoot flies with it. It's a very safe, and very environmentally friendly way of dealing with flies you know fly spray nothing like that you you literally like load the gun and you shoot flies around your house and i hate flies i cannot stand flies flies it's like around summertime the pits of hell open and all the flies come out and migrate into your home and i if there's flies in the house, I can't sit still. I need to deal with them. It just, it just bugs me so much. And so my loving family bought for me this bugger salt gun. Now I am a fearsome hunter and warrior. <laughs> Whenever the flies come out, I get the bugger salt gun out. I load it with table salt, and I'm on the hunt. I'm on the mission. Flies fear to tread in the home of Stevie Green. That's where they, they don't want to come. But being being me i think to myself I wonder what it would feel like to be shot with the salt gun but also being me i think i'm not going to shoot myself so being a dad i say hey boys come here what what is it dad i'm going like, let me shoot you with the salt gun they're like no 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 and you know what i say because i'm a terrible father be a man <laughs> wrong with you, it's just salt, be a man, act like a man, come on, just take it, just be a man, so I manipulate them around to letting me shoot them with the salt gun, and uh, I can just tell by the, the look on their faces that it stings a little, but it's not too bad, so don't call the government just yet, and they ask me, Dad, can we shoot you now, I'm like, no, I have a good gauge on how much this thing hurts now, it's fine. It's funny, though, that line, be a man, act like a man. It's funny that we say it, you might have heard it, someone might have said it to you um, along the journey of your life, but the question is like, what does it mean? What does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to act like a man? Um, and I, it's interesting because I don't know if you realize, but those words are in the Bible. The Apostle Paul says this to the uh, church in Corinth, 1 Corinthians 16, he says this, he says, Be alert stand firm in the faith, act like men, and be strong. Just be alert, stand firm in the faith, act like men, and be strong. It's interesting, eh? but what I love about this passage is it isn't just like Paul going, hey, everyone, just be a man, act like a man. I think the fullness of this passage actually helps us to see a good picture of what a man in the kingdom of God actually looks like, and how we operate, and what it's like to, to be that, And so, Fathers and dads and men in the house today, I want to encourage you, I want to stir you, I want to uh, encourage you to endeavor to be the kind of man that this passage talks about. And I want to just really quickly, because we took up so much time singing all these wonderful songs in church, no, I'm just joking, Uh, I want to take a, a brief moment just to encourage us this Father's Day, and I want to speak to the men today, I want to speak to the guys in the house Uh, it's a special day for you. And it's a special day for us as a church to honor you and speak to you. And it's an opportunity that we have just to speak into the hearts of the guys who are in the house today. So I wanna encourage you with these things that Paul says, this is what it's like to be a man in the kingdom of God. The first thing he says is this, he says, be alert, be alert. Um, I don't know if it's just me, but I must confess that I spend a decent amount of my time getting in trouble for not remembering conversations that I apparently had with my wife. Don't know. Don't know if there's anyone else in the, in that same boat. There's are yeah, having a wee, confession time today. We're gonna have a wee small group after church, guys. It's gonna be great. We're gonna we're gonna get freedom together. She assures me that we talk about these things, but I have no recollection of said conversation. I just, they just, I did, they know, nowhere in my memory bank was the conversation that we apparently had and I'm getting this very disappointed and disillusioned look at me as if I'm uh, the crazy person, which I thought I'm not the crazy person because we never had the conversation. But. <laughs> and so it'll go something like this. I'll say, babe, I'm going to go, I'm going to go watch the rugby with Frosty on Saturday night and I get this look and, and it's not, no, no, we We're going to have dinner with my parents on Saturday night. We talked about this. I'm like, we talked about this? When did we talk about this? I have no recollection of this conversation. Earlier today, earlier today, that's really recent. I should really remember that. But I don't. I realize a lot of times, although I'm present, I'm not always alert. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) <laughs> Although we may not always remember the conversations that we have, Paul, Paul is calling us to be alert, to be watchful, to be alert to what's going on around us. And here's what I think, what it means to be alert in the kingdom of God is, is this. It's to be a, aware of the condition of that with which God has entrusted you with. That's what it means to be alert. To be aware of the condition of that with which God has entrusted you With are you alert to the condition of that that God has entrusted to you? How is the state of your faith today? How is your heart? How is your family? How are your kids really doing? How is your marriage going on? How is your home? How's the state of your heart and your soul today? Are you alert and aware? to the condition of your life and the condition of the inner man of who you are and your mind and your soul and your spirit. Because the Bible spends a lot of time telling us that we are to be watchful and alert to this thing called sin, which is trying to get in on the inside of your life, trying to trap you, trying to ensnare you, and trying to disrupt and destroy the condition of your heart. And listen, have you ever forgotten to take the rubbish out the night before rubbish day and then being woken to the sound of the rubbish truck coming down the road. They say the fastest animal on the earth is the cheetah. I disagree. The fastest animal on planet earth is the man awoken to the sound of the rubbish truck coming down his street. I don't care who you are. I don't care how old you are. You could have a dodgy hip, two bad (laughs) knees. You could have 20 years of back issues. When that sound comes through your ears and you awaken, you could beat any 100-meter Olympian. You move so fast that you don't even remember how you got to the front gate with the bin. You just are there trying to beat the rubbish man because you weren't alert to the day of the week and what was going on. All because you forgot to take out the trash. And I want to encourage us today, to be alert means that we we don't forget to deal with the junk that's in our lives. We don't forget to take out the trash that seems to stick to our hearts and our minds and our lives. We don't forget to take out that bitterness and that unforgiveness, and that sin, and that junk, and that rubbish that is trying to mess up our heart. Men, be alert. This Father's that I want to encourage you, be alert, be alert. Second thing he says is this, stand firm in the faith. Stand firm in the faith. This is what it means to, be, to live and act like a man, is to stand firm in the faith. Many years ago, while I was still at university, I house sat for a neighbor. And they, the neighbor that I house sat for had a British bulldog and it was the biggest British Bulldog I'd ever seen in my life. It had the body of a bear keg and the head of a giant watermelon. It was was a monster, and his name was Gadget. And so I'm looking after Gadget, I'm housed in the house. The first night I'm in the house, I awaken at 3 a.m. to a pressure on my chest. There is a weight crushing me. I open my eyes and there is a face here and I'm thinking, I know what this is. This is a demon. Like, <laughs> I have friends who've told me stories of the demonic man, and they come get you at three in the morning. And, I'm, and so in my head, I'm like, this is a demon. And then I realize it's Gadget, the bulldog. He's on me. And I'm like, get off, Gadget. And then I realize Gadget is deaf. He's completely deaf. He had an issue with his ears, and they took out all his hearing. He can't, I'm like, get off. And he's just like looking at me. I'm trying to move this bulldog. I don't know if you've ever tried to move something that doesn't want to be moved. This thing had the center of gravity of an ant. Like he was low to the ground. He was dense. I mean, you, this, this dog weighed about 50 kgs. If you're lying flat on your back at 3 in the morning, good luck trying to move. Gadget the bulldog. Didn't want to be moved. He was, it was almost immovable. It took me probably 15 minutes just to get him away enough to just to get him off my chest. He, was a, he just was stuck there. He was not budging. He was going nowhere. You know, the Bible says this in 1 Corinthians 15, 58. It says, be steadfast, brothers. Be steadfast. Be immovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. For you know that nothing in the Lord, none of your labor in the Lord, is ever in vain. Be steadfast, my brothers, and immovable. Men, there is a call of God on your life, and I want to speak that out over you today, that there is a call of God upon your life. So stand firm in the faith. What does your family need from you? They need you to be firm in the faith. What do those around you need from you? They need you just to be firm in the faith. So many things in this life are going to try and deviate you from the call of God and from the foundation you have in Jesus, but stand firm. You've heard the stories of the power of a praying grandmother I want to suggest there's something just as powerful, maybe even more so, and that's the power of a faithful man of God who prays and seeks God and reads the Word and leads his family into church and stands firm in the faith and the seasons and the storms and the trials and the hardships of life, who doesn't quit, who doesn't back down, but says, I've given my life to Jesus, and this is the way I'm going, and I'm going to stay in it, and I'm going to lead my family in the ways of God. Come on. I've learned that one of the greatest tools for standing firm is this. You know, I, was, um, I studied physical education at university, and uh, while I was doing that, we did an outdoor education uh, part of our qualification, and part of our outdoor education thing, they took us into the outdoors, and they taught us how to, you know, manage the outdoors and survive in the outdoors and do all the things that you would do, and we got to this one module where we had to learn how to cross a river, river crossing. And so you'd be going to a river, and it could be a big river, a small river, or whatever. And you're trying to get across that river into the other side. And they taught us that if you go out into that river on your own, it's really easy to fall. It's really easy to stumble because the current can be way stronger than you think. It can be deeper than you think. Often the ground that you're walking on is unsteady and unstable and there's rocks and there's all kinds of things. So actually when you go out on your own into that river, it's really easy to be taken away by the current of that river or to be knocked over or for it not to go well. They said one of the best ways to cross a river is to cross linked up with some other people. So you If there's two of you, link up with two of you. If there's three, link up with three. If there's four, link up with four. And you all actually get a good hold and grip on each other, either linking arms or around waist, around your packs, whatever it is, or you even grab a log and you hold a log together and you're all holding on. Why? Because there's stability and there's strength when you go across together. And one of the greatest things that you can do to stand firm in the faith is not cross the river alone. One of the greatest things you can do to stand firm in your faith is to realize if I'm gonna survive the storms and seasons and the trials and the raging torrents and the currents and the unstable ground and the things that come along is if I'm crossing this thing linked up with somebody else because when I start to stumble, it's their strength and stability that helps keep me strong. You only cross well when you cross connected with others. You're stronger and you're firmer if you do so. And men, we're notorious for isolating ourselves. We're notorious for going insular and not talking to anybody and keeping it all to ourselves and thinking, if I'm a man, I should be able to handle all this. That's one of the greatest lies of the devil is to tell you that you should be strong enough on your own. You're not. And it's okay. And so, friends, I want to encourage you men in this house, stand firm in the faith and you're going to be firmer and you're going to be stronger if you're going to go with somebody else. Join with somebody, connect with somebody. When you're weak, they can be strong for you. When you stumble, they pull you up. When you start to get swept away by the things of this world, they're the ones that hold you up and pull you back up onto your feet. It can be hard. I know it can be hard. But, men, the best is yet to come. So stand firm in the faith. Last thought is this. Band, you guys can come and join me. I'm going to pray for you guys real quick. Last thought is this. He says, be strong. Be alert. Stand firm in the faith. And he says, be strong you know, it it can be really hard to be strong all the time. It can be really hard to be strong all the time. And I know that men, we're supposed to be strong and we're supposed to have it all together, but it can be really hard to be strong all the time. But the greatest strength we can have is not our own. The greatest strength we can have is the strength that comes from the Lord. And I love the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians. He says this, he says, But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I'll boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then I'm content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. In other words, life isn't gonna always be so good that I'm strong all the time. I'm gonna face stuff that's gonna be difficult. For when I'm weak, In those moments when I'm weak, then I'm strong. It's actually when we acknowledge that I really don't have it all together, and I don't have all the answers, and I can't do it all on my own. It's in that place of acknowledging that I'm not that strong, that actually the strength of God becomes perfected in my life. I can know the perfect strength of God, not because I'm really strong, but because I'm actually really weak. And I want to pray for the men in the house today. I want to pray that you would know the strength of God in your life. I want to pray that you wouldn't go alone. I want to pray that you would walk out of this room knowing that there is a God who loves you, who's called you, who has a great plan for your life, who is with you. And in your weakness, he's going to make his strength perfect. So can I ask every man in this room to stand to their feet? Not just the dads, every man to stand to their feet, every one of you. Every one of you. Awesome. Men, we honor you. In the in your homes, online, stand to your feet. All the men, we honor you. We really do. I think you're amazing. I think you're awesome. I know you don't think that, but I think that. And we believe in you. So I want to pray for you. Can we just, every man, just lift your hands to heaven. Bow your heads. If you are sitting around, just... Join with me in this prayer. Let's pray for these men as they serve God and they love their churches and they love their families. Heavenly Father, we honor you and acknowledge you as Lord of all. Thank you for every man within the body of Christ. I thank you for calling each of them to take their rightful place in you. I thank you for empowering each of them to walk in your anointing and your authority. We call each of them saved and sanctified and filled by your spirit. I thank you that each of them is called and anointed by God. We ask today that you would empower them, lead them, and guide them in their lives. We ask that the light of Jesus will be reflected in their actions. We bless the work of their hands. We ask that you renew their minds and lead them by your spirit. Make them strong for you, Lord, not in their own strength, but in your strength. We ask for the blessing of God to rest upon them, Lord, raise up a generation of men who will stand boldly for the kingdom of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, put your hands together for all these guys. You can take your seats, team. Men, we do honor you and we love you. And I hope you know that God has a significant role for you to play in his kingdom and in your families and in this community but it's by his strength. I want to pray one more prayer, friends. um, I don't know what your story, what your journey is today, and I know maybe we've got many visitors who are here, maybe many family members who've come to support their dads because they were like, Dad, what do you want for Father's Day? He's like, I want you to come to church. (laughs) That's all I want. (laughs) You've given him a great gift today if you did that. You really have. Thank you for coming. Thank you for honoring your dad. Um, But, I know there's some in this room today who are here and the honest truth is your life is not right with God. You're not in right standing with him. Maybe you've never made a decision to follow Jesus before or maybe you have once but you've fallen away and your life is actually far from where God would have you be and maybe today you're in this place and you're like, man, Steve, I need to get my life right with God, I wanna make a decision today to put Jesus back as Lord of my life. I wanna follow him, I wanna get right with him. There's sin in my life, there's stuff I'm doing wrong. Friends, the truth is that God loves you, God made you, God has a wonderful plan for your life. We all mess up, we all sin, we all fall short of God's standard. Our sin, it separates us from God, and the payment that's due for our sin is death. But God in His grace sent His own Son, Jesus, to that cross. When He died on that cross, He paid the debt that you and I were due. Then He conquered death in the grave, defeating the end result of sin, which was death. He overcame that, He rose again from the dead, and now He sits at the right hand of the Father and He extends to you and I today grace forgiveness for all your wrongs, your guilt, your shame, your sin, gone. A brand new life that begins right here, right now. It's called being born again by the Spirit of God. God will make you a new person from the inside out. Friend, you get to walk into the plans that God has for your life. You're made for a purpose, and then, friends, this is a great promise of eternity in heaven with Him. If you're here today, you're not right with God, but you want to be, I want to invite you to pray a very simple prayer with me. Can everyone in the room just bow your heads and close your eyes just for a moment, just out of respect for those around you that's you today, I want you to pray this prayer with me. I'll pray it out loud. You don't have to pray it out loud. You just pray it in your heart with me, but I want you to pray it with everything you've got. Those online who are joining with me, pray it with me as well. Just say these words in your heart. Say, God, today, I surrender my life to you. I know I've sinned and I've messed up, but I believe, Jesus, you died for me. So right now, I ask you to come in, Forgive me of all my wrongs, and be the Lord of my life. I ask you to take the throne of my heart. Take control. I choose from this moment to live for you. I receive your gift of grace, and I commit my life to following you in Jesus' name. Just with your eyes still closed and every head bowed, if you prayed that prayer today, either for the very first time or maybe you're getting your life right with God today, I'm really proud of you and I want you to do something really brave for me. I'm going to count to three. When I get to three, if you prayed that prayer, I want you to be really brave and I want you to put your hand up nice and high so I can see it. Now, I'm not doing that to embarrass you or anything like that. All I'm going to do is see you, acknowledge you, and you can put your hand straight back down. What I'm asking you to do is take a little step of faith, Put a little bit of action to the decision that you just made. Are you ready? If you prayed that prayer, on the count of three. One, two, three. Hands up nice and high right now. Saying Steve, there's it. awesome. Thank you, bro. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. To my right, thank you. Yes, thank you, thank you. Anyone else saying, Steve, that's me. Count me in nice and high so I can see it. Right down the back, got you. Awesome, thank you. Online, there's a little button coming up that says, I commit my life, I raise my hand. Push that button, that's for you. It's your way of saying, yes, I prayed that prayer. I meant it. Go ahead and do that whenever you can. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, thank you online. We see you. Father, we thank you so much for the work you're doing in this place. I thank you for those who have just said yes to you. I thank you that you've redeemed them. Lord, that you've restored them. And God, I pray they would know the full free and abundant life that you have for them, Jesus. We bless them now as a church and we celebrate with all heaven today. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, church, let's put our hands together for those people. Thank you for listening to this Elam Christian Center podcast. Please subscribe to keep hearing more life-changing messages. For more information about our church, please visit www.elamchristiancentre.org.nz.